building better relationships at home and at work for people who have more than enough on their plate. Two coaches dangling the possibility of finding joy in your relationships. Do you dare to consider life can be better? Have a listen and tell us why. Today's podcast, we are going to share some techniques to refocus your energy, which can also help you to reset yourself for the year. We also want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Mark, for leaving us a comment on LinkedIn with a tip about episode 34, communicating in conflict. Mark's suggestion was calmly maintain steady eye contact, relax posture, and calm voice tone, and you will improve your communication during conflict. Thank you, Mark, for your tip. We appreciate it. Hello, everybody, and Happy New Year, everyone. Yay. Happy new year oh wow 2020 goodbye what a year this is our first podcast for 2021 and always with a new year it's a great time to refocus your reset your focus and energy so since 2020 was a dramatic year it also brought up whatever was not functioning in our lives And for you, you could have had physical restrictions and this would have triggered your inner resources or lack of those inner resources to help you manage the change and restrictions and the physical limits. That's so true, Angela. If we change our body posture from a slumped over to a straight position, it can reset our mindset and our energy from feeling down to becoming motivated or calm. Yeah, and the body is a clue to how you're feeling. So if you find yourself tense and you can't be calm or relax, like Mark was suggesting, (laughs) (laughs) you might need to remove yourself from the conflict and reset your energy. And today we're going to look at some strategies to do that when you're emotional it's hard to reset so later I'll look at what to do if you're too emotional and how to rebalance from being too emotional so looking back at 2020 what has happened you could have lost your job and that would have created financial instability and then that could have forced you to turn to community to family, to friends for help, or maybe you didn't turn to them for help because you weren't able to ask for help. And maybe if you did, your friends couldn't help you because they also were struggling. So a lot of things were thrown up for us from that challenge. And some of us also found new resources of inspiration inside of ourselves because of the restrictions. Some people actually enjoyed the slowing down of the world and some people discovered things about themselves because the world had slowed down that they would never have discovered if the restrictions didn't happen for us. 
So whatever happened for you in 2020, the beginning of a new year is a great time to reset because the whole world is focused on this new beginning in the new year. I had a really funny experience December 31st. I asked the local fish and chip owner of the fish, the owner of the fish and chip shop, if he would be open on New Year's Day, because in Sydney, a lot of restaurants close for the holiday. And he joked to me and he said, I'm open 365-7. And I didn't understand and I had to think about it. And I realised, oh, he means he's not open 24-7, meaning he's not open all day, but he's open every day. And I thought, how amazing to divide the year into that fraction, seven being the seven days of the week, 365 being the days of the year. That means being open all year, seven days a week. And it made me think about our topic of emotional and physical reset. How do we as the world collectively cut up our time and the weeks of the year to reset our energy? And how are you personally open or closed? Are you open 24-7 or 365-7? Do you have a time of the year where you reset your focus and your energy? You can use the energy of this new year to reset your focus today. And that will benefit you by drawing into that collective energy as the whole world is doing that. And you can also use the beginning of the week to reset your energy. So it doesn't have to be just the year. I reset my energy on Mondays. I do Mondays as well to set the intention for the week and write it on my to-do list of what I would like to accomplish within the week. And you can also use a certain hour of the day to reset your energy. I sometimes start my day with meditation. Other days I set an intent for the day in the morning and then I meditate later in the day. Writing an affirmation for the week is a great way to set your intention. Patty, can you explain how you write your affirmations? Sure, I would be happy to. Start with the words I am. Use the word or statement in the present tense. State it in the positive. Affirm what you want. Keep it brief, specific, and simple. Have a word with ing. Include at least one dynamic emotion or feeling word. Make the affirmation so it resonates with you. Here's an example of one. I am resetting my focus to my dreams. Uh, that's beautiful. So each year you have a, an ability to reset yourself, to align yourself with what you truly want. You can use the new moon to reset your intent to your yearly intent as well. And the new moon happens every 28 days. So our month is based on that moon cycle loosely. The modern day month, the word month comes from the word moon. And so now you've got many times to reset your energy. However, the beginning of the year is particularly powerful. 
and you can set your yearly intent at the beginning. And then each month or moon cycle, you can focus on a particular part of that yearly intent. And then each week, you can choose to reset your energy to align to that intent for the year. So Patty, what would you like to see as a focus for your intent this year in 2021? Healing. <laughs> what have you learned from 2020 and how has this affected your focus for the year of healing? That life is precious and the world wants healing. Look at how staying at home in isolation healed the environment, reduced pollution, nature started to flourish again and people slowed down and spent time self-reflecting on themselves and what was important to them. Maybe it was healing or forgiveness or appreciating others while living through the experience of how life has changed from our losses and our loneliness. Self-healing after 2020 can be a process of seeing what emotions and thoughts came up in the year that perhaps you weren't aware of or you maybe were aware of but because of the dramatic change of 2020 it gave you an extra hard time and now you realize you need to deal with those thoughts and emotions and we were also home alone enough time with enough time to do something about them. So what is emotional self-healing emotional self-healing is releasing emotions that are ready to be released it's not about you know clearing yourself and making an empty vessel emotions come up like water and they come up when they're ready to be seen and to be released and this means you don't have to be free or of emotions or above emotions it's not that emotions are bad. It's instead, it's understanding that we're all on a path of learning about ourselves in order to be free of limitations. So we can be more of our true nature, kind of what Patty's saying about the environment coming back. So we're able to come back with our true nature. And our true nature is love and acceptance. It's creativity and it's a desire to be alive, to experience this gift of life. So emotions, they often get a bad rap or bad perception because they make us emotional and we look messy or we feel bad. However, emotions are cues as to what is being picked up in our environment that can be good for us and not good for us. <laughs> and if those emotions are managed by intent, and good thoughts, the emotions are powerful resources on what to enhance in our life, what desires we can foster, and what positive experiences we can do to further our best selves. Emotional healing is so powerful. And once you do the healing work, it will change how you approach yourself and your relationships. And in our next podcast, we're going to talk more about that emotional healing. What is physical self-healing? Physical self-healing is learning 
and creating habits, physical habits that you do every day that support you, support your body and your spirit. And it's also about recognizing and releasing habits that are outdated, that need to go, such as workaholic tendencies, wasting your energy, uh, bad posture, thinking bad about yourself and other people, and putting your body and your health last. <laughs> and, and of course, 2020 forced a world focus on our health. So physical healing is also about what are those things we need to do now, not tomorrow, now. So physical healing is creating new habits that meet all of our needs, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. So for example, if you just work on the sore muscle, but you don't address the posture and the emotion on the thought that created the sore muscle in the first place, you're always going to end up with sore muscles. I was dealing with that this week with a dear friend of mine. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names because that person knows who I'm talking about. But in the end, they changed one of their behaviours and then they started to feel immediately better and it had to do with their posture actually but it doesn't mean if you change your posture once that you're going to get permanent change it takes repetition with the body so physical self-healing is also about creating boundaries boundaries of when you will do something and how often physical self-healing starts with understanding the needs of your body your mind and your emotions and spirit. 2020 has shown us or shown you perhaps what probably didn't work <laughs> and also may have surprised you as to what did work. I found that having the opportunity to say no to social outings from the lockdown was actually really valuable. I can be social in my local area without moving myself too much and I can be in communication with people virtually, and that was a lot easier on my body. What did you learn about your physical needs in 2020? I realized that I had an expectation that I should be running around and spinning my wheels before we went into lockdown. And during lockdown, I discovered I didn't need to do that and I preferred not to do that. <laughs> so I'm bringing those changes into my life now. What did 2020 teach you about how you could be different with your body, your time, and your social contacts? Some of us realized how much we took for granted our social contacts. We just sort of expected that we'd have this opportunity to go out and be with people and then we got lonely. So for some of us, loneliness was a really big wake up about how much we rely on social contact for our sense of well-being and how maybe we don't have the inner resources to feel good about ourselves. And that's going to be important in your intent for 2021. So whatever you learnt in 2020 is a valuable resource for you to build into how you want your life to look like in 2021 and 
beyond. This is huge. Of course, what we learned in 2020 is not just about this year, but we start the new behaviour and the physical reset now. How you want to use your time is very valuable. How are you going to get what you want for your spiritual and your physical needs in balance so you're not sacrificing your spirit or your body? So one tool was Patty's that helped me in the past, this is well before 2020, was Patty's 21 Days to Optimal Work-Life Balance Program. And the 21 days was significant. It was three cycles of a seven-day-week period. So 21 days has been shown. If you do anything for 21 days, you can actually change your thought habit and you implement the new habit. Whether you stick to it, takes a, a bit more effort than 21 days. Patty, is there any reason that you use a 21 days as a period to focus on establishing a new habit? Well, it was like you said, 21 days of continuously doing the same thing resets your mindset. So in the 21 days of optimal work-life balance program, each day has a topic to reflect on and answer questions to put into practice and for you to create a plan of what you want in your life. By putting it into practice and into action, it becomes a habit. Say if you are struggling saying no and you are a workaholic, the program gives you tips on how to align yourself when you're in certain situations to have the confidence and the ability and a tactful way to say no and yes to things that you do want in your life with continual resetting your mindset and focusing your energy on what you want it will soon become second nature over time yeah i know some of us struggle with sticking to new habits can you tell us how the 21-day program allows people to explore new habits without necessarily having to feel that they're not succeeding if they don't do the program over 21 days exactly? I found I did one of the 21 days over a few days if I needed more time to explore that particular topic for that day. And the key strength for me was the ability to use a particular day from that program over and over again and to go deeper where I needed more help. Sure, Angela. I designed the program as self-paced. Each day you get an email from me through the 21-day Optimal Work-Life Balance program with a workbook. Some topics you are going to spend more time on than others. You can work it at your own pace to create the best plan for you. There may be topics that you want to work on every day for months, even years, to get you where you want to be. You may work on one subject or tip for a month, then move on to the next topic, etc., to make it work for you. You do have to put in the time and the energy into it for change to happen. Some topics are continual triggers that you have to work on until it becomes second nature. Remember, you have been making those habits for years. Angela, what was the biggest takeaway from the program and do you refer back to it often? 
I refer back a lot to the reflection questions in the program from the days that dealt with boundaries and saying no. So that was two days of the program and, and creating boundaries and saying no are very connected. And one of the questions that I still use is what is the purpose of setting boundaries with others? Because the purpose of setting a boundary changes. And when I mean by setting a boundary, it can be to create a new habit. Uh, for example, this year in 2021, if I'm to reach my next level of recovery after being ill, I need to prioritize my health and body needs. But <laughs> the habit of being a people pleaser like me is to go back to old habits of saying yes to others if they invite me to social events. And if I want my time to focus on exercise and health, I can say yes to activities that include walking and exercising, but no to activities that don't, because I just don't have the energy to say yes to social activities that don't give me the opportunity to include exercise. So the boundary creation becomes around saying yes and what I'm saying yes to is important to revisit at the start of 2021 if I'm going to be in, in alignment with my needs, my spiritual needs and my physical needs. So the 21 days to optimal work-life balance is definitely an ongoing workshop for me because those two days in particular, as well as others, um, are constant reminders of focusing on what are my needs and as my needs change, I need to go back and reset my energy and refocus and address what I've learnt so I can include them into new boundaries and I can learn more about saying no. <laughs> so I, um, I wanted to share. <laughs> yeah, it's an ongoing process because as life changes, so do your uh, boundaries or your work-life balance because your life is changing. You might have a new partner in your life. You might have children. Your, your life is always changing, so you're going to go back to the program and get it to where your lifestyle or where you are today. And I love how it acknowledges that um, you're also learning what balance is because balance is a concept, but balance in, even in dance, when you learn balance, you need to understand it from many different angles mm -hmm. and you're constantly learning how balance can be created from different parts of the body. And the same way with the 21 days, what is balance for you and that's going to change definitely has changed right after what, what what balance is for me is totally different what balance is for you each person has their own individual needs and wants and what they're trying to do in their life to be happy and joyful beautiful so here are some tips on resetting your physical and emotional energy. Number one is setting an intent for the year to determine 
your focus for your life. So here are three things to review about this intent. How does that intent take you further this year than last year? How does that intent take you further than last year? As you look at last year, the second piece, did you achieve your goals from last year? If you did, great, celebrate. If you didn't, don't get sad. <laughs> Just ask, why not? Why didn't you achieve your goals? Because that's important information there. That's gold. When you find out why you didn't, there's something there about your balance between your physical and your spiritual needs or your physical and spiritual energy, what's not in balance. And then the third piece, what would you love to try this year? Remember Patty's affirmation about resetting your focus to your dreams. Your dreams are always available for you, but we often get caught up in our everyday life and get distracted. So what would you love to try this year? The new year energy is so valuable for reconnecting us to our, resetting us to realigning to our dreams. And when you look at what you would love to do, is it more or less of what you're currently doing? Because that's always interesting. For me, it was less socializing and more being close to home. And I, I kept on thinking, oh, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. But the more I said, no, I'm going to be less socializing, more at home, the more my energy flowed. And your intent can be a spiritual focus. So it can be each day I'm going to focus on peace. Or your, content, your intent can be physical. I, uh, my, I'm, I am devising and sticking to a new health program where I feel good in the morning. So it can be very detailed, very physical. So don't limit yourself about how um, or where this intent is going to be. But each month, you're going to be learning more and more. Once you set a yearly intent, you can use the new moon energy every month to set an intent that further goes deeper into that yearly focus. And you break down each month a more specific focus to fulfill the overall yearly intent. So if it's looking at peace, you're going to discover much more about peace each month. People often fail with New Year resolutions because they focus too much on the physical results and they feel those physical results are unattainable or maybe they feel they're not enough, good enough to reach those results or they compare themselves to how much better other people are doing than themselves. So when you set your intent, what can you set that will rejuvenate you, inspire you each day? Instead of a physical goal, um, look at what are the emotional benefits, the spiritual benefits that will help you, inspire you to achieve some goal that you want. So now... I'm going to share how to reset your physical energy. And I've touched on some of these before, but I think they're very valuable because they remind us how some of the simple things we do every day can help reset our energy, especially when we're feeling caught up in the physical world. So number one is to shower. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a really common 
thing that we take for granted. And I would just want to re-emphasize when we shower, we're taking water that comes from somewhere else in a reservoir far away from your home. And you are lucky that you get to have a shower. The, the shower in the modern day house has only been around for about a hundred and something years. So it's a fairly recent evolution in human history. And that water comes from somewhere else and it's sacred. So when you shower, you can imagine that water splashing over your body and bringing that fresh life energy to you. I also imagine that it's white light sometimes, and I feel that light washing over me and releasing old energy. That's a very simple strategy. The second strategy, which you may have heard of, is to go to water. So you can go to the ocean or a body of water that you connect to and imagine that you're releasing old energy and thinking as you're there any old thoughts you're releasing them to the water to be healed so you're not just dumping your thoughts but you're asking for that water to release the energy so it can be healed and transformed and brought back to the life energy the third tip is to visualize yourself in a bubble of light to accept who you are just the way you are without changing anything or trying to be different some of us are not able to go outside we're not able to get to water so light and imagining bubbles of light have been used in healing for thousands of years to just wash yourself in different vibrations or different colors our body is vibrating all the time from our blood flowing to our heart beating we're constantly constantly vibrating pulsing and so even now, as you're listening, you can just imagine yourself in a bubble of any color of light. Just pick any color that comes to you now. Imagine yourself surrounded by a bubble of light. And notice, how does that make you feel? If you want to practice self-acceptance, you can use a bubble of pink light. I've used this for many years. <laughs> I, I, I think I walk around in a pink bubble sometimes. Uh, and some of my friends have said they see pink when they, they think of pink when they see me because I've done it for a long time. And then once you're in that bubble of pink light or visualizing yourself there, you can ask any question about how you want to move forward in your year. Pink light is a very... Um, supportive light for anything that you want to move, move forward in and pink light is unconditional acceptance it's moved is connected to being in the present or being in any point in time future or past without judging yourself and just allowing yourself to be who you are with all of your foibles and all of your personality quirks and Angela, Problems. I got a question for you. Yeah. What color are you wearing right now? <laughs> I'm wearing pink pants and a white shirt with pink um, tie dyed. <laughs> yep. When anybody thinks of pink, they think of Angela if they know her. <laughs> and I've got a pink teacup. <laughs> I think um, when I was a child, I had pink flowers 
on my wallpaper. My mother and father, well, my mother chose that. My father just went along with it. <laughs> my father didn't really choose our wallpaper. And I remember really enjoying pink. But then as I went through my teenage years, I rebelled. And then I ended up wearing black and being really cool and gothic. And then I went into sort of all sorts of other colours, but I rebelled against pink. And then I got to 35 years of age and I rediscovered pink. I re-fell in love with pink. And since then, I've literally surrounded my life with pink, pink plates, pink clothes. I think pink. And um, you can look at your own home. If there are colours in your own home environment, that you're naturally putting in your environment, that's a clue as to which colours support you. And if there are colours that naturally you're drawn to, you can also put those in your home environment to actually uplift your energy, to refocus and reset your energy to colours that support you. So have a thought about the colours that love that you love because they're big clues as to supportive colours for you. Uh, for me, the surrounding myself in pink was also instrumental to helping me learn how to accept myself just the way I was with all of my negative self-perceptions, all of my issues of not being able to say no. And after that, I began to um, practice with being surrounded in pink, not forcing myself to change. And what happened was I just started to feel a natural ability to go towards things that were more supportive for me. So the pink helped me to feel soothed and relaxed and I could just feel more accepting of anything in my life, including the problems or especially the problems. And also the pink helped in my relationships to accept problems in my relationships. And I started to look at those problems from a, a better frame of mind and from a more soothing perspective without being in panic. <laughs> the previous operation before pink was panic. <laughs> <laughs> so the fourth tip I'm going to walk you through through a technique now quickly on the podcast and I'll share how to do this with me as well. Um, so let's just try this technique now. We're going to, to breathe. We've mentioned this before, but now let's just try it. We're going to close your eyes and breathe. Focus on your heart centre. And if you struggle to feel your heart, that's perfectly fine. Just focus on what you imagine could be that heart and let yourself feel whatever's going on for you in that heart centre. And even imagining in your heart, you can begin to start breathing and imagining your heart centre, what it looks like or feels like or what it could look like. And as you breathe into your heart, you can ask to let go of anything old with your out breath. And then as you breathe in, 
you focus on anything new that you would like to bring in. So as you breathe out, letting go of anything that's ready to be released. As you breathe in, focus on what you want to breathe in or bring in. And so your breath, as you exhale, lets go. And as you inhale, brings in new energy. And then you can just come back to your natural breath. So as you do that breathing technique, you're already starting to balance and reset your energy. It works very simply. It sounds too simple for some people, but it's the most basic tool that we've been born with. You can also do that breathing and ask questions like the following to help you set your intent for the year. And the two questions are, what is it that you want for yourself? And the second question, what do you want for your world? And these techniques, breathing, um, some of the other energy work that I've shared with surrounding yourself with the pink, these are the techniques I'll be sharing in the weekly meditations. I've got a free short meditation every Monday during 2021. And we'll have the link in the show notes. That's going to be a Facebook Live. In that Facebook Live, we do seven minutes of breathing and then seven minutes of focusing on what you want to manifest during the week. So that's a weekly reset, a weekly focus. And it's an opportunity to let go of old habits that make you focus on the problems and open you to how you could do things differently. And sometimes we need to release the old or come to terms with it. Um, so part of the Monday free meditation is an energy blessing. And that blessing helps you to come to terms with it without having to understand anything about the past it's just giving your brain more opportunity to get creative about why things from the past may be creating problems and also activating parts of the brain that will help you solve those problems from seeing them from a different point of view and also I'll be sharing a new meditation starting January 13 in the U.S. And it's 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain Time and 6 p.m. Pacific. So this new meditation is to balance and de-stress. I notice that people struggle with balance when they're stressed. So we do some releasing of old energy and then we learn how to balance our energy. And I'll be sharing techniques such as the pink light, but a few other energy techniques as well to learn how to use your body and to use your breath to balance your own energy. So that weekly class will be in the evenings on Wednesdays in the US and it will be a lunchtime class in Sydney, Australia, 1 p.m. And 
if it's at lunch, it'll be helping you in the middle of your day. So it'll be very different. If it's in the evening, it'll be releasing uh, things from the day and learning how to balance your energy um, from whatever happened during the day. So we'll have the link in the show notes if you want to uh, find out more about those meditations. So the resetting of the energy is also something that I discovered from the 21 Days um, work life, Optimal Work-Life Balance Program with Patty. And Patty, I was wondering if you had any tips um, on a physical reset from the 21 Days, like you use the affirmations. Okay. Um, the workbook journal from the 21 Days Optimal Work-Life Balance Program with its reflection questions help open your mind to a new way of looking at what you want in life. It resets your mindset as well as your physical reset with some of the topics. In the program, there are affirmations, and I made a companion affirmation cards for support and inspiration to keep you on track as well. In the program, I give reflection questions to aid in helping to recognize change, to change an old habit that no longer works for you. Example, someone that works all the time and has little attention or focus on their body or their health. Here are some questions that you may want to reflect on if this is something that you deal with yourself. What are the benefits of leaving work on time? What action will put you in place to leave work on time? How will you use this extra time to focus on a healthy lifestyle? Describe your life after achieving this. So those are some questions that you can reflect on. Um, how do these coaching questions help change the focus from working late and not paying attention to your body or health? It shows you what you are actually doing and it opens your eyes to what is really happening. How is staying at work late every night and bringing home work with you? What's that doing to your health and your relationships? Is my health failing? Did my doctor tell me to change or I might not be here much longer? What do I need to fix? Resetting your mindset by reflecting what you want does change your life for the better. Regarding affirmations, an affirmation is creating an intention in a positive way by reflecting on what you want in your life, then creating the affirmation. But the most important part is to start working towards making it happen. So here's an example of an affirmation for this scenario. Every day I am becoming healthier and enjoying life. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful one for me to start <laughs> bringing into my uh, intent for this year and we would love to hear your 21 2021 <laughs> intent so be sure to share your 2021 reset intent and affirmation with us you can do that on the Facebook group 
or you can leave a voice message on the Anchor app. And we'll have in the show notes how to make an affirmation in the show notes for you so that you can follow the steps on that. How about becoming a monthly supporter? Click on the support button in the Anchor app. By supporting this podcast with donations, it helps us continue to produce more future episodes. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Building Better Relationships with Angela and Patty. Send us a message and please like or share the podcast or donate with the Anchor Donate button. We really value your feedback. Thank you.